Today we want to talk about one topic which is very interesting for Christoph and myself and we do apply it in some cases and we talked about intermittent fasting at some point which you can hear in one of the last podcasts but today we want to talk about fasting in general and we will explain exactly what kind of fast are we talking about uh, it's not gonna be a juice fast or anything like that it's gonna be a little bit different but since we always do everything uh, evidence-based and science-based we really want to give you the latest information so you can understand and approach this uh, in a proper manner so let's uh, start with a very simple question uh, when we talk about fasting in this case what kind of fasting are we talking about so as you mentioned indeed um, we talked before about intermittent fasting where you will try to have more hours without eating than hours uh, eating during the day, and that can be replicated each day, which is very popular at the moment, but we did cover it by the podcast. We have articles about it, so we won't talk about this today. We actually, funny enough, we talked about the dopamine fasting, if people are interested by yeah, this. Yes. There is also a podcast about that. And finally, we talked about the detox, where we were more into the detox, and to questioning your uh, your diet and to uh, to see how try to detect what you are addict about mm -hmm. addicted in food about so that was and now today it's not a, a a new topic it has been around for like centuries if not more yeah but there is new research and it's an interesting thing so we want to talk about water fasting and we want to talk about water fasting from three days of fast to a week to two weeks max. And just to give a perspective about this, if you are a male and you are one meter 70 and let's say 70 kilo, you have most probably on average 30 days of fat storage. So let's be very clear here. A week will be safe as soon as you don't have any contraindication. Yes. So the very important thing here, and we will talk after about therapeutic fasting, but just a water fast is something that especially the first time you most likely want to do under supervision or at least get a checkup before to make sure that you don't have anything that could be a, contradict, uh, a contraindication. One example, if you have insulin resistance, if you are diabetic one, Yes. Uh, if you have heart problems, especially. If you have heart problems or things like this. Obesity. This yeah. is really something where you should talk and uh, decide. And for most people, they would do under supervision. Even though it's something that has been done for, again, centuries without any supervision. And I think if it's a short term, it doesn't necessarily have a lot of risk. Yeah. But of course, better safe than sorry. So it's for you to decide. And to see if, especially if you start with it, if you want supervision, I think it's a very good uh, approach. Few things that we want to clarify as well, because as soon as we start to uh, talk about fasting, people go, wow, wow, or <laughs> are a bit afraid of uh, that it could be sectarian, that it's dangerous. Yeah. So here it's again, sometimes. we talk about something that was uh, used in a lot of uh, culture, 
and that's now also a research for uh, for medical purpose and or therapeutic uh, purpose. So it's actually not stressful for your body. It will be most likely the opposite. But very important, fasting is not a shortcut for dieting. Fasting will not cure or help to cure any uh, diet disorder. Mm -hmm. So this is not a good idea. If you have uh, trouble on uh, diet-related troubles like anorexia, bulimia, don't do fasting, especially not under supervision, and this will not solve your problem. And also, evidence-based, again, fasting doesn't cure everything. So it's not a cure for all, uh, but it's an interesting approach. And again, where I'm very interesting about it, and you can look at, the, well, listen to the podcast about detox or see the article. For me, one aspect with fasting that I'm very interested is when I question my relation to food, I question my relation to energy and how I feel. And that psychological dimension where you can rethink your relation to food and you can use something to get uh, a bit more clarity and to step back to your usual habit, this is something I think, even without talking about the, the physiological aspect, that can be very interesting. As we said, uh, fasting is something that has been going on for a very long time in the nature. Animals are doing it uh, pretty often, especially when they get uh, sick in any kind of way or injured. But still, there has not been too much research on fasting. There was a lot of research on intermittent fasting, on low-calorie low diets, but only water fasting is still in the development. What they did the research uh, way before, especially in the 60s, was uh, prolonged fast, which go on for really long time, sometimes more than uh, six weeks, sometimes more than 10 weeks, sometimes even more than 30 weeks, and some of them did it for more than a year. This we definitely uh, don't recommend, and uh, the science also says that you should be really careful about that. So we, as Christoph said in the beginning, we are talking about one week, couple of days to one week to two weeks uh, fast in this case. So when it comes to today, we have a lot of clinics that do fasting. Uh, they would usually offer shorter periods of time. So what kind of uh, therapeutic fasting uh, and clinics do you know, uh, Christoph, and what do they offer? So, very good point here. Uh, let's repeat to be very, very clear. It's, the goal is not to win a world worker in the Guinness Book. Exactly. <laughs> so, fasting is not a challenge. Fasting, it's a meaningful thing you do for you. It's pure self-care. So, you are not there to set a record yes. or to compare to any other person. And this is where I would make the difference between what they call, they use often the word in the research, starvation. Starvation mm. is already after the limit of fasting where your body is uh, working harder and has more problems. So, you don't want to go to the starvation phase. Sorry. And uh, so, the here again, uh, you don't need to compare yourself. There is no medal at the end. Uh, there is no thing you are a quitter or whatever. This is something that you do for self-care. 
and if and when there are uh, therapeutic uh, aspects of the fasting, this is most of the time under control environments. So I would say in the time it was Russia. Uh, in Russia, they were the first to really uh, adopt this as an approach that would complement kind of traditional and more conventional medicine. And uh, that was whether to prepare people for before intervention, they were to prepare before chemotherapy, uh, they were uh, all to recover after. So whether it was before or after treatment, but that was used to prepare people. And so Russia has uh, a lot of program and has been kind of successful. I think where it's interesting is that they have been doing that for quite a while. So it's not something fancy, it's part of uh, their medical approach. Germany as well. Uh, you may know the Buchinger, I don't know how to pronounce it, but let's say Buchinger Clinic in Germany. Mm -hmm. So the Buchinger Clinic is a place where you go, you will select your program the longer uh, the duration, and then it always starts the same thing. And uh, where you have, um, first you have to prepare yourself before going there. Then you meet a doctor or the nurse that will uh, follow you and they will define your program based on uh, your physical uh, um, uh, quality at that time, your, your state. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and this is also, they will question your motivation, make sure that you are not into depression and things like this. So why it's very interesting in a control environment is that you will have uh, psychological support as well to go through this. That can be challenging for certain person. So it's very good to, to realize that you are in a safe environment. And so those clinics, what they offer, of course they offer a knowledge and expertise on this, but most importantly, a safe environment. You know you have someone to talk, you know that you have someone with you uh, through that whole approach. The other places uh, is in France, it's called La Pensée Sauvage. Actually, Maëlys uh, and Thomas Ulm, they went, they came here and Maëlys did the first uh, edition of our chef training. That's true, yes. It's so it was great almost, uh, uh, two and a half years ago. to uh, have her here. And what I really like with her approach is that it's an approach of fasting where you will define your program with them. Again, same thing, you have to be prepared before and I will explain uh, after what it, uh, it is. And um, you can eat only plant-based, you can eat only raw, or you can really water fast. And what they do, which I found very interesting, it's in a beautiful place in south of France, and they do hiking. And actually, you need to have some kind of low-intensity uh, activities, mm -hmm. whether it's walking, hiking, could be swimming, cycling, uh, or meditation, or relaxing yoga. Mm -hmm. But it's focus good. on low-intensity. Yes, mm -hmm. so you, you don't uh, want to have something that requires a lot of energy, but it's good because also it will uh, help your mind to go through it. So, uh, and Thomas and Maëlys, they are naturopaths. And again, same thing, when you start, there, there is a questionnaire, uh, there is a conversation with them, then they will define your program, make sure that all is fine. They will follow your numbers, so they see. So again, it's a safe environment where people are used to do that and they are used to support you through that. And that could be uh, from four days to a week or a bit more. And again, the last person that I want to mention, because you can uh, follow the, the research, 
uh, is Walter Longo. Uh, he's an Italian uh, researcher, now he's settled in California, and he's very uh, much interested in longevity, and he's working on the aspect of uh, fasting for longevity in good health. So he has been doing a lot of research, uh, that's very interesting. And another researcher that I want to mention um, is uh, Juan Carlos Belmonte of the Salk Institute. And recently he just published a paper which is uh, Eat Less, uh, Live uh, Longer. And I changed it, I'm sorry for him, to mm. Live Better. Uh -huh. And where it explains something that helps to illustrate what could be part of the therapeutic aspect of fasting that we are mentioning. Mm -hmm. So what they did is that they look at middle-aged adults, so between 40 to 50, okay. and they uh, reduce, they add the calorie restriction of 30%. Okay. 30%, we will be very specific here. Let's say uh, your average diet is uh, 2,000 mm -hmm. calorie then you will be in the 1,500 calorie or 1,004. So if you have four meals, it's uh, 500 calories per meal, or if you have two meals, then it's seven calories. Mm -hmm. So it could be breakfast, lunch, or lunch, dinner. 700. Mm -hmm. So now, the interesting thing that uh, Dr. Belmonte found out is that they found the evidence of effect at the cellular level of that caloric restriction, which are reduce the level of inflammation, mm -hmm. less immune overreaction, here we are talking about allergies, and delay the onset of age-related disease. disease. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So that's for me one aspect which is interesting where the research um, meets the common sense. I think if you look for therapeutic fasting, those are the aspects, again, you are not there to lose weight, that's not the idea. I don't think it's a shortcut for dieting. It's way more a way that you let your body clean itself, regenerate itself in a safe environment. And one of the effects that can be interesting for people is less inflammation, less immune overreaction, and, uh, and if possible, so, delay the onset of age-related disease, meaning that what I found interesting by this is the things that it's kind of common sense, which is if you eat less, you will live better. And I almost question the fact that if it's such, why we keep saying to people that they have to eat 2,000 calories if actually the science proved that 30% yes. below you are in better health? But that's just a question. <laughs>but some people uh, do by themselves and again like any experiment i do this to learn about myself yeah. so the outcome for me is learning as uh, often and here i need to uh, explain the conditions 
the conditions. First, I'm on a plant-based diet, uh, closely to all food plant-based diet, but I'm on a plant-based diet. And I do uh, intermittent fasting, which is eating on a 10 hours window and then 14 hour fast yeah. on a regular basis, which means, for example, that I'm used to run or to exercise in the morning on a fast on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. So I'm, since I'm dealing with this, uh, I have no apprehension, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I never do because I'm into weeks and I'm time blocking and things and time box, sorry, <laughs> uh, things. So I never do more than a week. Okay. Because for me, everything is on cycle of a week. So I do yes. like this. And so I will share. So as I said, I'm on a plant-based diet, but I need to cut out additive, uh, addictive uh, substance. Mm -hmm. So in my case, there are two. Obviously, one very simple, even if you enjoy it, is alcohol. Yes. Because it's uh, disruptive of your uh, feeling of uh, being uh, hungry. Mm -hmm. So this you need to, to stop. So I would stop this way before, like a week minimum, because otherwise, if it's the day before, very bad idea, I don't uh, recommend. <laughs> And the other one that uh, I need to cut out before... Is coffee. <laughs> yes, it's caffeine. Yeah, Chris is uh, kind of an addict. So coffee. I'm addict to caffeine. And the very uh, effect of this is that when I stop coffee, I will have like one or two days of terrible headache that will disappear. Mm. But they are strictly related. What's it's very important is that if I would start my fast... I would think it's related to the fast, where actually it has nothing to do. It's just related to uh, stopping caffeine. So what I would do before, again, stop alcohol, stop caffeine. And also, I will move my diet the two days before into all food plant-based diet, super easy to digest. So I will uh, lower uh, the legumes and anything that I, I would think a bit uh, more difficult to digest. Mm -hmm. So I want to give a break to my system. So I, I move my diet. And one thing that I have always to do is to hydrate more. Yeah. So I do mint tea, I do green tea, cold uh, brew. And I have this in advance. I have a lot of bottles mm -hmm. and I anticipate. And before I start, actually, I drink more. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, when I start, maybe I will do then five days because I have one, two days of preparation or I do the preparation before. This is different, but I personally always did in a very relaxing environment and I would go in France in an island, Ile d'Oléron, which is more lost than this is difficult. Mm -hmm. So I did uh, in La Palma, of course, as well. So I need to be in a very relaxed environment and not in the middle of a stressful project. Yeah. So I want to create the safe environment. Summertime is fantastic for this, but it depends. I just need to have less interference and less also uh, invitation or things like this. So I want to find the right time and the right context. And of course, at that time, I don't, uh, I'm not sick or yeah. I don't take a time where I would have any external stress. Uh -huh. no. And then I set some rituals, like uh, reading. I want to find a good book or m a lot of good books. Uh, I want to uh, organize siesta, rest. So I will organize my day actually to have things to do. And I like to walk 
and hike. So I will not necessarily run because it would be a bit too much energy, but me, I need to hike and in nature. So, and then I make it uh, something uh, nice. And what's happening is that because uh, I make it positive, the first two days are actually pretty easy. <laughs> and then okay. I have the third day, which is always super strange. Yeah. It's before I start to feel better for me. I have anger uh, and, and, and um, I, I struggle on the third day. And then the fourth day, I get used to it. I don't feel the anger anymore. And I will go on the fifth day to euphoria, clear mind and super productive uh, in work, uh -huh. like in project ideas, uh, creativity. Yeah. I think because I save so much energy that uh, my mind gets really reactivated, if you will. So I have that time of euphoria, which for me is the time where I need to stop <laughs> because I would think you don't need to eat. And, uh, and what I do uh, at that time also, around so fifth day, I want to make sure that uh, I drink a lot because this is very important. But also, uh, one issue I have is that I need to sleep less and I don't yes. sleep much. So then I have like a sleep that reduce, reduce. So that's why also for me, it's not really sustainable after a week because even sleep-wise, I would have the issue. Mm -hmm. And what's very difficult, and now I'm super careful, is when I break my fast. So I always break my fast in the morning because I like breakfast. Mm. But I have to be eating very slowly, super easy to digest. It's only fruits, a lot of water, yes. and then light small portion that's why i prefer to do it in summer because there, there is a lot of different fruits and i will go very slowly and it's based on how i feel that i will include slowly more food and different type of food and normally uh, 48 after i break my fast i will review the experience and reflect mm -hmm. normally i have a journal when i do this mm -hmm. and i just want to kind of debrief yes yes So now that I share one uh, type of fasting that I'm uh, doing, Ivor, I know you are doing a different, uh, like a different one. So can you please explain what is your practice when it comes to water fasting? Yes. So when I do it, I, I don't do it randomly, I have to say. Uh, I do intermittent fasting also uh, really as much as possible. But when it comes to only water fast, uh, then I do it when I get my first symptoms of what we would call a cold. So when my body starts reacting to something, when my immune system goes a little bit down. Uh, so anytime I feel sick, then I would start the fast. And usually I don't have a specific period of time, uh, how long the fast will last. I do it as much time as I have first because depending on the work I cannot have I don't know two two weeks for example but I also follow uh, I listen to my body and I uh, check what how my body is recovering so usually it would be five to six days so very similar to your fast and when my body starts reacting sometimes it uh, gets the temperature up for which it needs a lot of energy to actually do that uh, when my uh, 
throat becomes really sore, when my eyes become really heavy, I become really lethargic and I really feel like I want to sleep and I don't feel, I don't have the appetite. So I try to listen to my body all the way. I stop everything and I take a lot of water with me and I just stay in my room and sleep as much as possible because my body really needs that energy. So because I'm not digesting food, I give my body an opportunity to use that energy and to resolve everything it needs to resolve. So I don't think that uh, the body created the sickness. I think that the body is trying to remove all of the things that I accumulated and I just want to give it a chance to do so in a proper way. So usually uh, second day of fast that feeling of hunger also goes away really fast. Although I would question is if that is a really uh, true hunger. I do feel like it's just something happening in my stomach. So maybe the body is cleaning my stomach. And after it cleans the stomach from all of the leftovers of the food, then I feel great. I don't feel any that feeling of hunger. But I do feel tired. My blood pressure goes really low. Uh, I don't have a lot of energy because there's a lot of things going on in my body. So my, this is why probably why I sleep so much. And uh, after the second day, third day, fourth day, I still have to be careful about how much activity I'm doing. So there is no work in this. There is no uh, running or I don't have that burst of energy, like you said, or euphoria, because my body is going through that cleaning process. So I go all the way, usually up to after uh, four days, three to four days, I see my symptoms going away really, really fast. And when I compare to my family, I see them uh, laying in bed with the same symptoms for two to three weeks. My sore throat goes in uh, two days. My, uh, I don't know, stuffed nose is after four days. But just sorry to interrupt. Yes. So it means, and I think that's a big difference uh, between our two ways to do it. You do it as a therapeutic uh, purpose in a way. You exactly. do it when you are sick. Exactly. Every time when I feel, because I, I would love to do it more often. I just don't seem to find the time uh, where I can really rest for a week or so. So I do it when I'm forced to. <laughs> And then after about five, six days, I feel that I can have enough energy to slowly go back to work. And as you mentioned, refeeding has to be really slow. Sometimes I would go for coconut or just watermelon in the beginning. And then uh, in the second part of the day, I would have a tiny bit bigger lunch, uh, not too much, again, only fruits. And then uh, after two more days, I'm all the way back. But uh, do you have uh, some kind of uh, what's called uh, like detox or cleansing uh, symptom or things that uh, you are dizzy, you have migraine or things like this or not? Yeah, so for me, the symptoms are immediately when I get sick. So the symptoms are going on all the time. But something that can be really related to the fast would be only the really low energy and feeling more tired because my body wants to uh, res preserve that energy. So, so I do feel like my, when I get up out of the chair, out of the bed, I would feel dizzy. So I have to wait a few seconds and then start walking. I cannot do sudden movements or jump up and down. So you are a zombie, in fact. You are now Practically. explaining okay, that you are a yes, zombie. Yes, exactly. Uh, just one thing, you never did a water fasting when you are not sick. Uh, no, the only thing that I, that was 
the closest to it when I was eating only fruits, uh, raw food, uh, long time ago that I did for a whole month. But only water fasting when I was not sick, no. Okay, so uh, I didn't it's find a very the time. functional uh, thing for you, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, I work all the time, so I never find the time to just go and chill. And uh, ha maybe I should, so I get that euphoria and see what is the difference. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you should try the, the plagiarist uh, fasting. You would see it's very nice. <laughs>